One of the main advantages of startups is speed. You execute quickly so you can grow faster than your competitors, and then you take the incumbents down, right? That's how the story goes. Well, unfortunately, going fast and executing quickly is a little harder when you're remote because you're not in the same room. You can't get together and whiteboard out a problem, right? Remote makes it a little slower, which really matters for a startup, which is why I'm really excited to introduce our new sponsor for forward-thinking founders, Sidekick. Sidekick is a hardware device that connects remote founders with an always-on video. With Sidekick, you just turn and you talk just as if you're sitting in the same room. It's great for teams that are working on something from scratch and are working all the time founding a company. Luckily, because you're a listener of forward-thinking founders, you get Sidekick for a discount, $5 off per device. So if you're interested in having an in-person feeling, in-person environment with your remote team, feel free to go to sidekick.video slash FTF to get $5 off a device per device. So you could save up to $20, $30, $40 a month by going to sidekick.video slash FTF. So if you're feeling the remote woes, you know where to go. Sidekick.video slash FTF. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Milad. Tabihi, who is a co-founder of Peakage. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, everything's fine. Yeah. Great to hear. I, I appreciate you coming on, and I'm really looking forward to learning more about Peakage. For people that don't know what Peakage is or ha- haven't heard of it, can you kind of describe what you're working on? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Peakage, uh, it's an immersive product discovery platform for the consumers. And for brands, we are a new medium to reach targeted consumers at their home to showcase their products, create a personalized experience, and get feedback or boost sales. So let's talk about both sides here. So if I am a – what type of company would use – Peakage to get their product out. Is it like D to C? Is it like SaaS? Um, let's let's start there. Like, who would use Peakage to uh, distribute their thing? Yeah, for sure. So we started actually the whole idea. I started with like you know when we saw the the the, the rise of like you know these amazing direct to consumer brands or digital only brands. 
uh, what we experienced ourselves was that there is no, they don't have a shelf space and there is no retail experience, right? And what gets lost in this shuffle basically is a consumer-centric shopping experience that it's fun, full of product discovery and things like that. So we wanted basically to enable direct-to-consumer brands to replicate the same retail experience for the consumers at their home. So uh, consider these brands are from like, you know, uh, beauty and cosmetics to food and beverages, everything, uh, you know, in that categories. Makes total sense. So let's say there's someone in that category that wants to use Peakage. I guess, can you describe how it works? Um, I mean, obviously distribution is king for, for some of these companies. So how do you get the word out for their, their product and what, they're, and what they're doing? Yeah. So let me just first explain a little bit how it works for the consumer and then we get to like, sure. you know, how the consumers. So on, we have a mobile app for the consumers that on this app, basically uh, our users receive daily missions and activities that by completing them, they will earn package points. They can redeem sample offers on our app against these points, right? And through these daily missions, we build the user profiles of like, you know, these users with more than 200 attributes of them. And these attributes help us to offer a very kind of like, you know, personalized and targeted, you know, experience to our users based on their interests, habits, and behaviors. So when you sign up on the package app, you will get, everyone gets a different, you know, have basically has a different experience and uh, they will see a lot of like, you know, different products, right? How do we get, you know, consumers and how our consumers basically sign up on the app is that the app, by itself is, is sticky every you know i guess any everyone loves like you know free products and at the same time they love like you know the fun of like you know discovering things and just like you know sharing their voice and feedback with friends so uh basically we started when we started uh we were interviewing you know uh, our early users and then our early users started to just spread the board and the referrals and things like that and then we quickly like you know uh, got a lot of users on the app Got it. Yeah, that, ma that makes sense. Uh, how did you, I mean, I would love to just hear where the idea came from, the origin story, early days. Like, I mean, where, where did this come from, you know, um, from the idea stage to where it is now? Yeah, yeah. So again, um, we as kind of millennials, we have like, you know, this, uh, we love like, you know, online shopping and everything. And then I guess every one of us, if you just check, every one of us, every one of us has uh, at least like a you know, couple of like, you know, products at home that they we bought and then we use just once, right? It was same for us as well. And the reason is that not necessarily every product works for you or like, you know, you like like the product or stuff. So we wanted to just like, you know, bring down that kind of like, you know, waste and the money and everything, right? And then I guess the, the main trigger for me was that when I moved to my new flat uh, back in 2018, I started to receive baby diapers and I wasn't even married at that time. So I was sort of like, you know, it seems that this is like a very random, like, you know, reaching to the consumers and we can leverage this and we can create that experience at home, right? So we start to go around and talk with brand managers and like, you know, marketing managers that why they are using this medium, right? And we found out that actually, you know, product sampling is, an, is, an, is an, a kind of like, you know, amazing tool for these, you know, uh, brands. They see conversion of up to 50% when they use product sampling. And then samplers recommend the products that they like to four other people. Actually in beauty, 
uh, samples are the third largest driver of product purchases. So we saw the opportunity that product sampling is basically already, you know, is there, but then it's not like, you know, uh, running right now efficiently. And at the same time, there are these direct to consumer brands that wants to have, because they don't have the shelf of space or anything, they want to replicate the same retail experience. So we married basically those two ideas and it started to just like, you know, disrupt the, uh, you know, this new medium of reaching consumers at home and uh, helping brands to showcase their product and create a personalized experience for the consumer. For sure. It makes total sense. So these days, I mean, kind of in the current states um, where you are now, what do you spend your time on? Is it sales? Are you developing? Are you trying to get brands on? Where do you spend your time um, when you're working on, on Peakage? Yeah, I guess, yeah, we just started like, you know, uh, less than a year ago. So for the first couple of like, you know, months, it was just like, you know, interviewing, you know, customers and users and building the product. Right. And then, Later in the past couple of months with the whole, uh, you know, COVID, COVID and what happened around the, you know, the world, we saw a huge kind of like, you know, surge in demand from brands that they just want to reach out to the consumers, right? That was that, that is actually the only way to reach consumers right now, uh, at least, uh, you know, at, at their home, right? So we sort of like, you know, change gears and uh, focus more on like, you know, sales and talking with brands and trying to onboard them, give them a kind of like, you know, experience, a good experience that they see how it works. It is very fascinating when you see like, you know, all the marketing channels in the past 10 years, they are disrupted with data and like, you know, tracking and things like that. But then this channel basically was still super traditional happening in store or like, you know, uh, by some handouts and things like that on a, the corner of the street, right? So we sort of wanted to bring the technology. And now when I just chat and talk every day with brand managers, that's kind of like, you know, the joy of my every day is that when I show them like, you know, the, the, the ROI of their sampling campaigns or like, you know, the experiences that they create for like, you know, consumers or the feedback of like, you know, consumers that, wow, I love this product or I really like, you know, enjoy testing this and the stuff. That's kind of like, you know, my most of, you know, time per day goes to that kind of like, you know, thing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very fun in the, in the early days. Like the activities you're doing now will look different from a year from now, will look different from a year from then, which is the, the fun part about startups. Exactly. Um, can you, can exactly. you kind of, can you zoom out a little bit and educate me a little bit and the listeners that don't know, you know, D to C is this phrase that I, obviously I know what it means. I know what it does, but it wasn't around in the way that, that it was like 10 years ago as it is today. Something's happened in the market and it's becoming way more popular. Um, can you kind of just high level describe um, what's going on with D2C? Why is it more popular now? And any like predictions in this specific market for the near future? Yeah, sure. I guess at least as far as I remember, I learned about direct to consumer kind of like, you know, uh, from the Dollar Shave Club when they were like, you know, the first brand trying to sell and disrupt what was like, you know, very traditional, like, you know, men's basically shaving stuff like, you know, and they, they built a wholly, you know, digital brand online and it was just e-commerce. Everyone could just like, you know, order and you couldn't even buy their products like, you know, in the stores, right? So it was a kind of like, you know, for 
our generation, the millennials at that time, this was a completely different experience. We were just switching to like, you know, online shopping, but then just having an exclusive brand online that that's the only way that you can just like, you know, buy them. That was kind of like, you know, exciting and different, right? So with those brands, and maybe there were like, you know, a couple of other brands before even Dollar Shave Club, uh, there were a bunch of like, you know, actually maybe a revolution of like, you know, uh, digital brands coming, like, you know, the recent ones, maybe Warby Parker's, uh, Warby Parker that everyone is talking about. These brands basically sort of like, you know, have a different audience uh, that they enjoy buying things online. They love that e-commerce experience, right? And because they are closer to the, you know, uh, basically, their customers or the users, they can like, you know, act faster than like, you know, the traditional brands. Most of the traditional brands, they are selling through the retailers or third parties and stuff like that. So they don't have that direct connection with the user, right? Or with the consumer. So probably these brands, uh, like even Casper, nobody uh, thought about like, you know, buying their mattress, like, you know, online, right? Everyone was like, this is a completely, you know, a, 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 you know, out of home experience, right? But then they changed the whole concept of like, you know, buying things online, right? And these are like, you know, some of like, you know, the big names. And after that, a lot of brands, especially because the direct to consumer, they, they have two basically important characteristics. One, they are closer to the consumer and two, they have the data, right? They, they can, most of these other companies like big giants like Amazon owns that data, right? So to they leverage this data and they can be more, they can be smarter, they can offer better products, they can act faster, right? So that's actually one of like, you know, our points in a package uh, was that how we can help them and give them the data that they need to be able to uh, basically build a better marketing messaging or build even a better products by quickly sending products to the users, getting their feedback, and then, oh, this product works, this product doesn't, right? Stuff like that. So direct-to-consumer was kind of, is sort of like, you know, um, a new generation of like, you know, brands happening only online. I mean, but they, they, born uh, online right right yeah 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 i mean it, it, it it's interesting how it just like what's interesting about trends is that overall like they all it almost seems like organisms and attention goes here attention goes there as ch the markets change and it's just interesting to hear um kind of how it's happened with d to c and also the fact that this is happening with d to c means like market opening for companies like you um, you know, to get in there and, and, uh, you know, cause it's not like the marketing, op the market will be this open in 10 years. And it's not like, it'll be this open 10 years ago. Right now, this is the, right. the timing part of startups. Yeah. Um, and we, and yeah. we hear, like, sorry. And we hear this, like, you know, a lot that the retail is dying. Retail is like, you know, going down and stuff like that. And I guess it's not going to be, uh, anytime soon, but then we see actually things like this pan pandemic how they accelerate like you know online shopping right now even my grandpa is you know doing online shopping right so i guess we need more and more direct to consumer brands that understands consumer better and they can basically offer better 
products suited to these uh, companies rather than big giants that they have big labs of like you know testing things and creating things without even like you know checking with the you know consumer and then using a lot of marketing and everything pushing their products to big retailers right i guess that is going to be uh that is going to change like you know a lot in the next uh, couple of years so let's look out the next couple of years and more so like five, 10 years. What is, what could Peakage look like, you know, in a decade if everything goes as it goes to plan, or I guess another way to phrase the question is what's the big vision for what you're working on? Yeah. So we wanted to just create this medium. Like, you know, we want to change this whole reaching out to the consumer as a medium. Like, you know, you do Facebook ads, you go just uh, that's that's one of the ways to reach you know users we wanted to just you know build them kind of like you know platform for every brand that they just put their products on that medium which is like you know reaching to the consumer at home to help the consumer have a personalized experience with every brand and to help consumers to make informed purchase decisions remember back to that problem of like you know every one of us has uh, more than, I don't know, dozens of products at home that they never used, right? We want to make, you know, all that, you know, uh, purchasing decision more informed, you know, tested and, you know, experienced before even doing it. And for brands at the same time, we want to just enable them to, one, be able, these direct-to-consumer brands being able to compete with these big names, right? And be, uh, you know, that they have access to, those retailers, we wanted to just create that showroom for them in the consumer at home, right? So now we don't need, I guess, again, back to my first point that consumer still needs to enjoy and uh, basically get that experience of retail. We still want that experience, right? But then creating and replicating the whole experience at home, that's kind of our vision. Every brand should be able to do that. Uh, in the comfort of like, you know, consumer home. And to make that happen, you'll need some help, right? Like you'll need obviously brands and consumers. You might need investors if you want to do that, but you'll definitely need help from the forward thinking founders community. So for my, <coughs> excuse me, for my last question, how can the forward thinking founders community help you? Are you looking for customers? Are you fundraising? Are you hiring? What's an ask that you have for the listeners in a way that we can help? Yeah, for sure. Actually, we've been part of like, you know, Techstars community as well. And uh, Techstars community was uh, super helpful in terms of like, you know, helping us. And I recommend it to every like, you know, other, you know, founder or startup to just consider these communities as well. But in general, what we love is that we want to reach out to every brand, every possible CPG brand that they want to create that personalized experience for their, you know, customers. We love to chat with them. We love to just like, you know, share what we did here and how we can help them to get the feedback or like, you know, boost or increase their sales. And uh, yeah, if anyone uh, knows any brand that are forward thinking and they want to just like, you know, uh, do amazing stuff with like, you know, con consumer at home, uh, I love to just chat with them. All right. And then if it, just the final question, if someone wanted to, give Peakage a shot or wanted to reach out to you or find you online, how can they get in touch? What's your email? What's the URL? What's the Twitter URL? How can people find you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, our website is Peakage, P-E-E-K-A-G-E. 
ageconsultantsage.com. Uh, you can uh, find our website. You can find apps on the website as well. And then everyone can reach out to me on my email, melad, M-I-L-A-D, at apicage.com. Uh, I would be more than happy to just like, you know, chat with anyone and uh, yeah, anyone interested. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and letting us all know what you're working on with Peakage. And I wish you the best of luck making the vision happen. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Really uh, enjoyed our discussion.